Good evening. Hi. Um, it's an honor to be here with you all. Uh, I grew up in this area, Seattle area, just south of here. Um, it's the most beautiful place on the planet. I'm biased, but it is. Um, and I'm really grateful to be from here. I'm grateful that I grew up in a Christian home that taught me how to love God. It taught me to love the scriptures. Um, but one thing that I inherited from my spiritual tradition that I wasn't really that excited about was I felt like my spiritual tradition had a lot of fear. Uh, I felt like we were really afraid of, of culture. We were afraid of spiritual traditions that had different theology than ours. Um, and we were just like, afraid of making mistakes. And what it ended up doing was we would create these walls that made us feel safe and kind of hunkered down and just waited for God to rescue us or go to heaven one day. And um, I found that that kind of life wasn't very interesting to me. I found myself kind of bored. And when I went to college, um, I was reading Matthew 16. It was a, and it was a section of scripture I familiar, was familiar with growing up in church. It's where Jesus was commissioning Peter, and he says, Peter, on you, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of Hades won't prevail. And I suddenly realized I'd been reading that verse backwards. I had always imagined that the church had the gates and the walls, and hell wouldn't break in and cause havoc. Um, but instead, Jesus was saying, no, hell has the gates, and we're charging in, and it won't prevail. And I was like, that's exciting. I want to be a part of that. Um, but I didn't really know what that looked like to be a part of that. Uh, I grew up in um, sunny California, and um, my family lives down there. And John and I both grew up in Christian uh, communities. Um, but I feel like the community that I grew up in, it was less about fear and more about God's love. And I feel like my family um, did a great job as far as communicating generosity being a part of our family value. And uh, one of the things I remember growing up is we'd always have a, a couple of kids that we from the Compassion um, kids that we would give money to. And um, we would also, as a family, my dad was a dentist. And so as a family, we'd go down to Mexico and he would provide dental care for uh, people down there. And I just remember that being a part of our family rhythm. Yeah, Tristan and I met, um, we were both doing uh, college. She was actually doing her master's program in Portland. And when I started to meet her family, I was blown away with just the generosity that they had. Um, we, uh, we met, we got married 15 years ago. Um, and she uh, got her master's in counseling. I started to work as a pastor in a church. I was super young and I didn't know what I was doing. And I realized I don't need to be a pastor in a church right now. Um, and I decided instead um, to pursue film. I was really interested in, um, in communication and thought that film would be a great way to do that. And I, that landed me in a career in marketing and advertising. And I found that I was actually really good at taking complicated ideas and explaining them with animation. And this turned into a product, which then turned into a business with some friends of mine. And the business took off. And uh, this was 2009. Uh, we, um, we started just hiring tons of people. We got up to 60 employees. We were doing 200 videos within our studio at any given time. And uh, so the year previous to that, 2009, we probably made $50,000 that year. And then the next year, 
we made 10 times that. And I was completely, well, I was, I was excited. And, uh, <laughs> but, but also just like, what is happening? Um, and so we had this list of financial goals that we wanted to take care of, had it on a spreadsheet, and we just started just knocking them off. Like we, we were knocking off things that we thought would take decades to knock off. And so we did what any good American would do. We made bigger financial goals and we made a bigger spreadsheet and um, the company continued to grow. The next year um, uh, was a, a, a twice that, it's a seven digit year for us. And um, what I found was that all, this, all these resources and wealth was beginning to shape my imagination in ways that were big and small and unexpected. One example is um, I am a snowboarder. I wanted to take a day trip. I always dreamed to go to Alaska, to Alieska, and do a day trip when the snow was good. And, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. This is awesome. And the problem was I didn't have any friends who had the flexibility or resources to take this day trip with me. And my immediate thought as I'm planning this is, oh, I just need richer friends. <laughs> and, and that's like just a small thing, but then in big ways, I just found that all this money was just making me focus on things that I just, I, didn't, I realized I didn't really be focusing on. So all this is happening, and this was uh, into our second year of, of a seven, another seven-digit year, and I was invited to this generosity event in Colorado Springs. And I was invited, actually, like Todd said, to help explain what was going on. And I kind of kept it a secret that I was making some money. And um, uh, I was a fly on the wall. And I, I didn't anticipate how impactful that event would be. Uh, being there, just like this tonight, with with peers, with people who have gone through a journey, um, who, have, who have had a lifetime of dealing with these issues, and, and talking openly. And many people saying that they're talking openly for the first time in their lives with peers about this. And there was this, like, there was this excitement in the air. This is kind of like this risky excitement, and I liked it. <laughs> And I didn't know why. It felt like there was something, like there was this key. Generosity seemed like a key that was unlocking the Christian faith for me, and I didn't really understand it. But I liked it, and um, Tristan wasn't there. She didn't get to experience it. So I came home, and I had these three things I wanted us to talk about. One was, um, I want our family to make a mission statement. Thomas McClellan, who he actually has his mission statement in your, in your, your pamphlet um, journal thing, uh, it really kept him centered when he was uh, making a lot of money, and, and, and this is actually a big result of that. Um, so, so that was number one. Number two, I wanted us to cap our household spend, like just start living on a budget. Um, and then three, uh, I wanted us to take that rest of the money and figure out a way to be uncomfortably generous with it. And um, my idea was, we were distributing money every month, was just every month we would take 50% of our net, put it in a savings, a checking account that was just for generosity. And I think I heard someone say something like that, um, making a checking account like that. And so I came home and I pitched this to Tristan and I'm thinking, she's, what is she gonna think? And she was, she was immediately like, let's do it. I was like, what? Okay, let's do it. 
Well, thankfully, John's a really good explainer, so <laughs> that helped. <laughs> so we had already been, our family had the spiritual discipline of giving away 10%, so that was already part of our family rhythm. Um, but I think it was John's excitement that really captured me, is thinking about how can we give creatively? Because I think, I just thought, oh, this is just a thing kind of you do. It's just a little bit more in the dutiful category. And it was just exciting to think more creatively of how can we, um, yeah, use these resources that you can really change lives and bless people. And I realized that as much as we loved the money that we were getting, it also started to feel like a burden. And it also felt like this is something that could start to um, add some stress in our friendships. And so it was just really great to think, you know, how can we bless the people around us and, um, yeah, so we went to a jog, which is the journey of generosity, and we were at a house with um, some other couples, so it was really intimate, and um, that, that, I, that event itself, I think, really helped me to understand that the gospel is completely interconnected with generosity, and that when you hear the story about Jesus and he says about the product, the prodigal son and how the father just lavishes so much on the son that doesn't even deserve it. And that's just how much God gives to us is that same generosity. Yeah, we found at that event, um, we, did, we did one together, uh, then we hosted one. Um, it's a 24-hour experience. And, and we loved, you just get to hear stories of people being kind of radically generous um, uncomfortably generous, and uh, and just the life that it brings, and then discussions that you would have, and and it was already exciting to every month get to decide where we we're going to give this money, but like it just felt like oh cool we're, we're part of something even bigger. Um, I uh, I was still processing like what it was about this generosity event that was so impactful. Why did it feel like a key? Um, and the and the parable of of the seeds really was sticking in my mind, that Jesus tells this parable of the sower, and he's got the seeds, and um, some of the seeds fell on this soil where the, the plant grew really fast, but then weeds came up and thorns and choked it out. And then Jesus goes and tells his disciples, says, here's what's going on, the seeds, are, it's the gospel, it's good news, um, you're the plant, and um, the, the weeds and the thorns are the deceitfulness of wealth, and the worries of life. And I was thinking about that picture of just being choked out. And, um, and I, I suddenly realized that's, that's what was happening. I was at this event, and we were just, like, pulling away weeds. We were just watching weeds and thorns get stripped away, and all of a sudden we were just so much more connected to, to what God was up to. And... Um, and it was bringing so much life and joy. And that image really stuck with me. Um, so uh, not only have we been able to give uh, resources, that was a season where we were making money. We're in a different season now. Actually, um, uh, we, uh, about five years ago, I started a side project with a colleague of mine, uh, a professor in biblical studies, um, uh, Tim. And we started making videos that explain the Bible with animation. And uh, when we started doing this, we uh, wanted 
these videos to be rooted in generosity. We wanted uh, the, whole, the whole organization to be rooted in generosity. So um, Tristan and I, we actually first sat down, and even though I, I kind of stepped away from working in the business and not making money in the business, um, we decided to uh, fund the first couple videos. Mm -hmm. And then some friends, some people here even, uh, pitched in to fund some more. And then we set it up so that um, we would just give them for free and ask if people wanted more to pitch in and just did a big crowdfunding effort. And what we found was that when you lead with generosity, people responded with generosity. We've been blown away with how generous people have been. We've, uh, so it's been five years, we've made about 130 videos. They've been viewed 100 million times all over the globe. Um, we, just, we get to hear lots of stories of people whose imaginations have been recaptured with, with Jesus and the gospel and, and God's story. Um, and I, I don't know, you want to say oh. anything about that? Well, when John and, <laughs> when John and I were uh, thinking about starting the Bible Project, um, we had set aside a certain amount of money that was in our savings, and we were thinking, you know, if we give away this money, you're quitting your job, so that means that we're getting rid of this money that's kind of, you know, our backup. But we really went back to like our vision and values and realized that we really wanted that to be a part of um, yeah. our mission. And it's been amazing because the Bible Project is funded. We don't need any more money. And it's been, yeah, an amazing journey yeah. and bigger than we would have thought. Yeah, for the last four years of the project, we've been overfunded every year. It's an incredible place to be as a nonprofit. Um, and it's been really fun. I get to now make videos about the Bible and not about cloud computing, and I don't have, I don't have any clients. It's like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Uh, so yeah, um, we, we feel like this, uh, this organization is such a big part of our life and our story, and we love uh, being a part of whatever God's doing uh, with biblical generosity. Um, we feel like generosity is a rebellious act. And um, uh, it brings freedom and joy. Thanks.